Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 450 of the JV Club as we ring in 2022. Very excited to have a nice, even exciting number to begin this fresh new year. I am sort of still recovering from the reality of us having to postpone the entirety of Sketchfest for an upcoming date to be announced. What can I say? Omicron wants what it wants. Anyway, I'm so sorry to not be seeing some of you this month. It's a very strange feeling. Last year, of course, we did not do Sketchfest at all, but we knew we weren't going to do it. So this was a rather abrupt decision that we were forced to make and Normally, I would be in San Francisco today. So for anybody else whose schedule has been disrupted, I want you to know I empathize deeply. And I hope everyone is staying safe out there as we roll through this next development. So happy to be coming into 2022 with my marvelous guest, Bonnie Gordon, uh, now a new friend connected to us by our mutual friend Q. Shout out to Q. I think it's a really fun episode with some very positive energy that is going to put a smile on your face and maybe even inspire you. All right, everyone, be well. I will talk to you next week. So we've established that we're not going to be showing video. That being said, again, I do want to say, I feel like I'm seeing some in particular bedding <laughs> that I can't tell what's happening other than that it just looks like it's maybe a galaxy of joy. But it's, I don't know if that's... My bedspread is mm. a paint splatter. Oh, I see a trouble clef. When I see a trouble make, clef. Yeah, when you make sense of the paint splatter, it turns into music notes and a trouble yeah. clef. And yeah. it's colorful. I said that like I was in whimsical. an escape room. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, we found a clue, a trouble clue. <laughs> double trouble, double trouble. <laughs> yeah, I got real into it. I got mm-hmm. real into it. I love an escape room. So I guess it's not Me surprising that I would have that oh, same response. My God. I love right? them. Right? I've done them I by mean, myself. Like, I'm that person. Oh, that's that goes amazing. by myself. Okay, that makes me very happy because <laughs> I have not, I don't, I've not taken that plunge. Um, do you do it by yourself? So you do it by yourself. Like, I'm going and whatever team I get stuck with. No, they better be great. Or you're like, I'm going in this room. I'm buying out I'm this like, room. Or it's like, they, I, they're like. Well, yeah. I used to, uh, years ago, I used to date someone who worked for like uh, an escape room company. And so I would go there, you know, after, you know, waiting for him to get off work. And if he had like a, a last minute game planned or something to where like, oh, I can't leave yet. It's going to take be another hour, hour and a half. I'm like, great. Uh, put me in this room by myself. Great. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll solve them by myself. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So how did you start doing, as you know, this is my all escape room podcast. We're starting, right? Yeah. I was like, did oh, we start? Oh, we are fully this in. This is We're in. We're in. I just don't do any kind of intro because I do that on my own later. Great. Um, and okay. I like to jump in midstream. Uh, awesome. So, Hi, everyone. So, I'm here. <laughs> so, no, don't you dare. Don't you dare make it formal. This okay. is like, oh, they just, oh, somebody just dropped in. Oh, in yes, I was in the neighborhood and uh-huh. uh, was walking was walking my cat in the neighborhood. And uh, uh, I, this is my question for you is mm. vis-a-vis escape rooms. Did you start going to escape rooms like when escape rooms sort of first came to the scene? I'm not saying, I understand that there were escape rooms that were around, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, but when did they come to the when scene? When they kind of became Probably. more ubiquitous Mm. um did you start going to them right away or and i'll give you my example were you like me which is to say i love puzzles but i also was very um sure that i would get claustrophobic and freak out because i didn't know exactly what 
When you hear the words escape room, you think that it's going to be like a clock is ticking, like horns are blaring, zombies are coming at you. And certainly you can do those kinds of escape rooms. I was about to say, I I I've done those. (laughs) But with all three of those things happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't. So I didn't. And I have that thing where and as I've gotten older, it's gotten better. But I would have this anxiety about like. I don't want to be trapped somewhere. And it's right. I don't even have really claustrophobia in the most um, typical sense, but certainly feeling like I can't leave a place, no matter how big or small, is an uncomfortable feeling for me. So uh, so I was like, I don't know why I would do, why can't I do puzzles like without that pressure? And then finally I did one um, maybe a year or two into when they were starting to pop up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, because some other friend of mine who was like far more anxiety than I was like, you got, you'll listen, you'll be fine. It's totally fine. And I did it and I, was, I felt very sheepish, uh, which, you know, let's not punish ourselves for our anxieties. Look, but I did fine. feel sheepish. You know, and everyone feels bad sometimes and that's okay. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, that was horrible. Uh, in that a great joke way, wasn't that joke was an ew. Ew, it was an ew. <sighs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. You. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, you better go on the lamb. I was I'll stop <laughs> ramming these jokes down here. Oh no, they're still happening. Oh, it's still happening. <sighs> okay. So okay. Th- you're that wasn't you. You jumped in. You jumped into the deep you end know, of the escape room. I did. And well, paper. once I did one or two, I was kind of hooked because again, like you, I love puzzles. I love uh I love solving puzzles. Also, uh, surprise to anyone who knows me, which that was sarcasm. I'm sometimes very controlling. So when I get to an escape room, I'm like, I'm, you know, delegating yeah. tasks. And, I, and yeah. I'm also, but here's the thing. I am really good at puzzles. I'm really good at solving things. Yeah. Now, now I'm probably jinxing myself for the next escape room I'm in. And where I'm just like, well, I should never have, you know, ramped myself up and raised the bar for myself. But, um. I love doing escape rooms with like small groups, like one or yes. one or two people max, like with it's me. Inten- when it's too many people, it, it's rough. You get so intense. unfocused. Yeah. And I, I feel like and and I also have the the desire to I've I'm like I think I was a kid who as an only child absolutely and as an Aquarius, if you don't mind me saying, oh. uh absolutely like believe in democracy but also felt very comfortable being the like benevolently like okay we all agree that like no one's better than the rest than the rest right but we all have our gifts is right. it helpful if i help uh us get organized exactly and, like, that just but the, same then, way. the more pressure there is the more you're like oh this is very felicia day of me also like all of a sudden you're <laughs> like oh i'm yelling at people this is not good like this is not where my heart goes yeah. at all i'm not abusively yelling at people i'm excitedly like oh wait guys hold on hold on a second and then i'm like oh no yeah. that's intense escape rooms I need to bring out the best and the right? worst of us it's so much a roller coaster for me over an escape room of i will overcompensate for those qualities by backing off and just making jokes about myself for right. like five minutes which also doesn't help anyone um so it's really like a roller coaster of like oh i felt my oh i'm raising my voice hey guys uh what, let's ask lawrence the skeleton over here uh <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> y'all still like me right <laughs> you know you said you're an aquarius uh Going with the horrible ram jokes, I'm an Aries. So oh, when yes. I'm in an escape room, I think I'm goat. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's the last one. I swear. I swear that's the last one. Um, I really hope not. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm, I'm coming up with things in my head as I go. But, uh, you know, as I get into an escape room, I'm like, okay, I know I'm good at solving puzzles. I know I'm good at, you know, 
keeping, not even just keeping everything organized, because honestly, my my life and my head and everything is chaos, the ADHD, but I'm really good at hyper-focusing too when I, yes, and, yes, yes. and when I get Same. into escape room, it's like, whoop, escape, yes. hyper-focus on escape. So, yes. and I'm also really good at like kind of, uh, not thinking just out of the box, but like picking up little things that others are missing mm-hmm. because sometimes it's not as, um, you know, I feel like, you know, we're both in creative fields. And so we kind of see things a little bit more colorful, a little bit more um, out of the box, not so, you know, black and white. So, you know, you walk into an escape room and you're trying to find different clues and, you know, you might miss something and it's like, no, 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 let's try it this way and see if that works. And Nine out of ten, that's what they're trying to get you to do. They're trying to make you think. Yes. And yes. So I just love it because it really it gets your brain pumping. I don't know. I don't no, it know. does get your brain. brain I think do do brains pump? Yeah, they pump. I think yeah. brains pump. I say brains mm. pump, they throb, they pulse. Uh and also and they fire. There's firing, there's synapses, there's sparks. I sometimes feel like and I have a couple of friends who are very much uh the same, and so we'll end up doing two back to back escape rooms because the first escape room kind of feels like a warm up. Yeah, And then by the end of that escape room, you're like, okay, now I'm firing on all cylinders. I need to do another one to take advantage of this. Like, I need to ride oh my this dear. wave. I do, like, two or three in a row every <laughs> right. time. Because okay, we are definitely going to have to do an escape room together. Janet, why is like this not? I we feel have like to bring this full circle. We have not. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, you know, it's so funny because you've been on my radar for so long, and I feel like I've known you for so many years, but we've actually never met in person. I know. I know, ever, and I was like, oh, yeah, be Janet, surprised. I love Janet. Yeah. And then I'm just couldn't like. Couldn't be less surprised that we're already I, talking like we've known each other forever. Yeah, and it's sure like, oh, yeah, Janet surprised. and I, we do escape rooms uh-huh. on Tuesdays, uh-huh. you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. And then this is my last question about escape rooms. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, we don't might know. not be. This is an escape room um, podcast, right? It's That's an escape room podcast. No one through. Do you have types of puzzles that you are more scared of than other? Like, because I definitely have puzzles where. I'm on a, I'm on a pretty good roll in there and then I realize what kind of puzzle it is and I have this daunting moment Math. where I re- same math you know yeah. that's where I'm going with this yeah. and I don't want that to be true and I will say that when I end up being the person who facilitates solving a math puzzle I feel better than I ever feel yeah. any other time in life because right. it does feel like if it's a verbal puzzle or if it's like lot like or you know what I mean like puzzle that, or like yeah a, a rhythm I'll be like or... oh yeah of course of course I was able to help with this like yeah. that's a, but and I'm not saying that I like I'm so I'm so brilliant but it's more a way of like being down on yourself honestly it's no. more a way of being like oh I can't celebrate this because this is something I, I already know I'm okay at right and and then you and then similarly down on yourself when you're like oh someone else is gonna have to come in and cl- bat clean up because I can't do these math puzzles and if you push through that and you're a person who is instrumental with others in solving that puzzle Mm -hmm. i the high that comes from that is like extraordinary 100 percent um i feel like uh math and science puzzles always kind of make me panic for a second but then i i i power through i actually just did an escape room so i was in vegas not too long ago for a little like uh comic-con uh nerd nerd pop culture yeah yeah whoa words (laughs) words <laughs> and uh i found out they had a star trek escape room oh yeah in vegas and i went well 
obviously yeah. I'm doing it's that. Your and it was just me and go. one other person. Actually, uh, you know, my uh, our friend Q, our mutual friend Q, yes, was indeed. with me. Oh, listen, I would love to do a puzzle room with Q too because yeah. I feel like he would be like, uh, I've already mapped out this entire puzzle. I've I've seen, I've taken in everything. I have a He's photographic memory. He's kind of a memory. genius, but you <laughs> yeah, know what? Is. In escape rooms, I will say this: I still take control, and I, yeah. and yeah, in fact, so we did it just the two of us, and the difficulty was nine out of ten. So it was a very difficult room. That's- and they know the star trek nerds are extremely smart and empathetic and like they'll get through it so it's also a room that you need to do with a few more people like Uh, when i I say he and i were running back and forth trying to like looking at something and then running into another room and then looking okay call out these out in order yeah so you kind of need a few more people but uh we did it we did solve it and it was so much fun love it shout out to escapology in las vegas they have different themed rooms like scooby-doo and uh, we didn't get to do we didn't get to do multiple ones which is what i tend to usually do but um yeah yeah and and it's funny because i especially with the star trek room i was like oh no no no! i'm taking control of this and (laughs) yeah you gotta get i'm delegating tasks even though we're only a crew (laughs) of two people (laughs) we will get out we will save the ship you did and you did we did. Let's talk about some other stuff. Okay. Let's take you back. Let's go back to you uh, as a high school student. Oh God, is this a therapy session? Are we going? It is 100% a therapy okay. slash comedy slash it can go wherever we want it to go session. High school is actually seeing... pretty great. High school is good. Let's not okay, go. Good. Let's go. No, okay. Let's go no further than that. Uh oh. We'll, really? Let's wait. skip elementary. And, and... Yeah, yeah. We don't have to go. We don't have to go back. <laughs> we don't have to go back. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, via my podcast, life starts at adolescence. Apparently, because that's Great. what I want to talk to people about. Sure. So you Look, can just I'm, gloss over. I was a nerdy kid. Let's go. I got stories. Oh, I. I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Like, what was your social awareness of yourself as a teenager? Like, did you identify as a certain, did you identify as a nerd? And did you, and did you have likes that were in this, in, in sort of pop culture that helped define that? Cause you know, some people are like, oh, I'm a nerd, but like, I'm a nerd in the, the way of like, I'm in the chess club. Right. I'm, you know, I, right. wor- I write on the school paper Discovering and I love later. musicals or it could be, I'm a nerd in the, like, I play football, but I could recite every single doctor forwards and backwards mm. and every companion. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, right. how do you fit into all that? I was, I say I, looking at the TARDIS behind you. <laughs> right. I discovered, uh, so I discovered theater and music at a young age. And that's where I found my niche of these are my people. And it was something I was good at. Like, I wasn't really good at anything. I was very, when, I mean, we, we all say we were like the awkward kid, you know, whatever, growing up. But when I say, like, I walked funny. I'd like, when I was really young, I had braces on my legs. I had the headgear on my yeah. teeth. I had, like, the, the bottle cap glasses. Uh, I was, you had all of the, the physical manifestations of what right. people get bullied for. Exactly. All at once. So yeah, that happened. Rough. And it's fine. But then I discovered that I could sing and I went, oh, this is something I can do. And then I discovered theater and I was like, this is a thing. I grew up in Louisiana, so there wasn't a lot of the arts yeah. wasn't as discoverable as it is in some like larger major cities like L.A. You know, I feel like theater's everywhere for kids. And right. So growing up like on a bayou, I was like, wait, there's a thing where I can get up on stage and people will laugh at me, but not at me, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and that's Control. kind of, yeah, exactly. And also I discovered, um, at an early age, um, I love Lucy and the Carol Burnett show and realized like, oh, I could be the funny one. And that's when I, that's when it kind of clicked. Uh, like I started mimicking, like doing voices, doing impressions. Yes. Um, but then I also, I was also a very avid reader and that's where I discovered fantasy, like at a very young age, started reading Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, like in third grade, 
Uh, I would run around my room as Bonnie Baggins with my little butter Aww. knife as my sting. Um, loved um, anything fantasy. I was the kid that had a giant wizard painted on their wall. Okay, and it, that's and it was not it was not great. It was a scary looking <laughs> old man. Like when you walk into my room, there's a scary old man with his arms outstretched <laughs> with lightning bolts in his eyeballs. And like friends would come over to my room and be like, what the hell? I'm like, it's a wizard. And they're like, it yeah. looks like a creepy old man, like in your bedroom. So wait, how did wait? Let's pause. Okay. I gotta pause. Okay. Uh, wh- where who painted it? Was it like a like a pre-painted like a you know an, a thing? What do you call it? Like a, a like a thing you could or... stick on? No, your, no, no, yeah. no. There was a or like a there was a boy I had a crush on that oh God, we hired this. to oh paint. God. He was an artist, amazing, uh, and painted the giant wizard on my wall. And again, you know, he's he was also young, so I'm sure he's I hope you have pictures I'm of sure, this stuff. I wish I did. I need to find oh, I need no. to like look into yeah. my archives. I they're probably all burned. Um <laughs> by like evil wizard eyeballs. Uh but no, but I also had like I had the the unicorn figurines, fairies, leprechauns, trolls. I had so much my my room looked like you'd walk into the Shire. I had like vines around my bed and How love But also yeah. like let's pause also for a moment to say Okay, three things. Number one, just give me the actual town or small city in Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay, well, technically, right? uh, Bro Bridge as well. Bro Bridge, Louisiana. That's where I grew up a lot. Um, my parents were divorced, so we had we were back and forth. But Bro Bridge, which the bayou was in our backyard, the gotcha. Bayou Tesh. Okay. okay, great. And then mm-hmm. second of all, uh, do you have any siblings? I have two younger sisters, so I was okay, an embarrassment to them. Two younger sisters. All right. But oh, and you were an embarrassment. Poor Allison, you know, the middle sister, you know, she'd always, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're Bonnie Gordon's sister. She goes, yeah. Like, you know, she had to just kind of live not like in that shadow of just me being a performer and like wanting to be right. in the spotlight all the time. But also, oh, you're the sister. You ha- Your sister thinks she's like a fairy or something. You know, she okay. she had to live with yeah. that. I was yeah. an embarrassment. I'm okay. so, so sorry, Allison, sisters. listening. She's not listening. Well, we have a surprise for you, actually. Allison, could you oh. come in here for a moment? Um, okay. <laughs> Next, and then my third question is: yeah. These are cool parents, right? Who let who sort of give you free reign to kind of create this world in your room? Yeah, yeah? my dad thought it was a little weird huh. and didn't understand it, but my mom was just kind of like, you know, she's reading, you know, she's yeah, smart. absolutely, yeah, exactly. She so, likes a she likes someone who was gonna we're gonna commission him to uh, oh yeah do a that, piece. that you know that do was a, a mistake. A if he's listening, I apologize <laughs> as well. Um, I'm I, he sure was my he, knows. Fir- he was like one of my first real crushes that wasn't I, like Peter Pan yeah. or oh sure Jim Carrey. You know, he yeah. was like my first real person. Yeah, I, if crush. that guy doesn't uh, have a sense of humor about his early work, I mean, if he's like I, I peaked at Bonnie's wall. Like I never, it was, my oh, art went boy. downhill after Bonnie's wall. Oh wizard. boy, no. I, if then that was his peak, problem, then so he needs. Yeah. Then I apologize. I don't. Then I don't know where he is now. <laughs> But no, it was uh, it's it's one of those I mean vines. How creative and wonderful! Yeah, like, I got that sounds really. Like, it seems like other friends would come in and be like, "Why can't I have this room?" You know, they were more into do like you know they they wanted to come over and play like Nintendo and and okay. different you know video games and different things like that. Yeah. And but I was just like, "Hey, you guys want to check out the new album to Lord of the Dance?" And they're like, "No, Bonnie, we don't." <laughs> I'm like, "It's really cool. When you go to sleep, you can imagine leprechauns dancing around." They're like, "No, Bonnie, we're good." 
So that's so charming. Come on, that's, and my, that's a great kid right there. My first baby, crush baby was uh, Peter Pan, and I was one hundred percent positive he was real. Still not convinced that he's not. Okay. And I used to keep a bag by my bed in case he came to take me to Neverland because mm. I didn't want to be in Neverland just in my pajamas. I wanted to make sure yeah. like I had a toothbrush, Smart. change of underwear. Yeah, like very like non-lost Grounded. boy of me. Yeah, both, I was like, both, I was going to be very totally locked up in fantasy and also like very yeah. pragmatic with a, I was like, with a bag. Look, a if, I'm gonna be, to go. if I'm going to be stuck in Neverland, I want to make sure I look nice. But yeah. this pajama choice is not what I would go with. So I'm going to bring <laughs> an extra... You know, like I packed like an old nightgown so I could look like Wendy, like in the bag and so a cute. toothbrush and like, like some food rations because yeah. I don't know what they eat. You know, I, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, um, th- th- that the Peter Pan thing is so interesting. Uh, you, I mean, just in that, like, I'm I'm always interested in. I, I don't know. Should I have been, maybe gone into child psychology? Possibly, but just oh. all the different ways that we our brains developed and and I'm also very interested in like romance and and human sexuality and kind of mm-hmm. how those things play or don't play into you know the things we get excited about and sure Peter Pan's a great example of somebody who's like you know he's so androgynous um mm-hmm. yeah. and you know he's very boyish like in the cartoon for example he's very boyish mm-hmm. uh but but still women play him you know on stage and stuff um and so he has this kind of neat like like sort of non-binary qualities yeah. to him that I think that are really appealing. And I would say also, and I I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but that was one of the things that I loved about sci-fi and fantasy, mm-hmm. I think early on was androgyny and was the sort of like, we're like there this isn't a traditional male female scenario in almost right. any sense, you know, in a lot of storytelling. Do you feel like that was part of the appeal for you at all? You know what? It's funny you say that because, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me because um, I mostly have just dated men in my life, but I do identify as pansexual. And I feel like that's probably a big factor in it of growing up with, you know, that fantasy and sci-fi influence. Yeah. And I I would always have crushes on like, I also always have crushes on very emotionally unavailable men like Sherlock Holmes Oh, and sure. like data from Star Trek, you know, yeah. these are like well, the crushes yeah. that I you're had. interested in. There, I mean, th- those two. It's an intellect are, thing, it, absolutely. And there's something perhaps very clean about that Spock. That you know, that yeah, yeah, no, totally. But look at these are iconic. These are iconic creations because they are kind of speaking to the same sort of human computer personality mm-hmm. um, that, you know, there's there's that's I, to- I absolutely agree with with the appeal and of all of those. Like I see it and I felt it. Um, I definitely was in love with a couple of different iterations of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, for Sherlock sure. Holmes. Like, well, you know, I also he's, identify. He's I also identify as a gray asexual, which a lot of people don't know. But uh, because of that, like Sherlock Holmes is like an asexual icon. And growing up, I didn't even know that word existed. I didn't even know that word existed until way later in my adult life um, out here in L.A. And looking back, I'm like, no wonder I was just so mesmerized by someone who just didn't. It was all about intellect and but he had that also that witty humor and mm-hmm. yeah, so smart. That intellect doesn't necessarily equal boring and it doesn't necessarily right. equal 
uncharming and it doesn't right. necessarily equal not magnetic. You also, know? Uh, Benedict Cumberbuns. <laughs> oh, Benedict Cumberbuns? Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch? Are we calling Wait, him Cumberbuns I, just I for fun? I call him Benedict okay. Cumberbuns. There's, I know that you know his name, so I shouldn't have oh, even I do. questioned that I do, in any way, shape, or form. I apologize. I, it comes out. But he is a little Cumberbund. Mm. Um, also, Cumberbund is just a ridiculous word Benedict that I can't Cumberbund believe still exists. Cake. And mm-hmm. it's a still thing that you, <laughs> still a thing you wrap around your waist. Um, yeah, he's a, a delight and a joy. <sighs> right. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Wonderfuls, when I found out Magic Spoon was going to give the JV Club a spin for their ads, to be honest, I literally screamed and clapped my hands with joy. I am already a very satisfied Magic Spoon customer, and I will happily vouch for their delicious cereal. I cannot say it enough. I love Magic Spoon cereal. It is every bit, and I mean every bit as good as all those cereals I loved as a kid and begged my dad to buy, but he wouldn't buy because they had too much sugar. But my friends, Magic Spoon does not have all that sugar and all those carbs. Seriously! In fact, it has zero grams of sugar. Zilch. Like, donut hole. But as delicious as a donut hole, especially the frosted flavor. My favorite combo is definitely mixing the chocolate with the peanut butter, which I thought I came up with on my own, but then I found out everyone does it. But honestly, I haven't met a Magic Spoon flavor that I didn't like. So if you're thinking about getting some, or maybe you've heard about Magic Spoon before and have just never gotten around to it, oh, wonderfuls, this is your chance to make me look great to Magic Spoon so I can show my love to them on a whole new level. But more importantly, you will be on your way to guilt-free cereal munching. Also, I'm super lazy about ordering stuff online, but I order Magic Spoon on my phone and it takes like 30 seconds. So remember, it's zero grams of sugar. It's like 140 calories per serving, which is nothing. It's 13 to 14 grams of protein and only comes to like four net grams of carbs in each serving if you track that kind of thing. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, Yes, it is low carb and a variety pack, which I definitely recommend, comes with four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Love them all. So do yourselves and me a favor and go to magicspoon.com slash jvclub for $5 off. And you can stop taking my word for it. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. But let me just tell you, you're not going to want that. That's why they're so confident. That's why they can offer that, because they know no one ever does it, because genuinely the cereal is that delicious. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash jvclub. Use that code jvclub to save $5 off. And thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Please come back. I want to talk about Magic Spoon more. This is shameless, but what can I tell you? I love Magic Spoon! Hi, I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. Okay, so this is all beautiful and uh, and makes a lot of sense. Uh, w- Musical and musical theater wise, 
were you also gravitating towards when you could the kind of fun, funny roles? Um, yeah. And were you getting those or, or were people trying to impose other types of roles on you? You know, I I accepted from an early age that I was not going to be an ingenue. And I'm OK with that. I'm 100 percent OK with that. And I told my my baby sister, Shelby, when she was in fifth grade, was auditioning for Cinderella, the musical, the play Cinderella at her school. And she wanted to audition for Cinderella so badly. And when she didn't get the part of Cinderella, she was devastated. And I told her, I go, Shelby, no one is going to remember Cinderella. That is the most boring character in the show. She got cast as the evil stepmother. And I said, make this your own. Like, make it big. Make it loud. Make it funny. And. And I was and she did it and she was the one who got the standing ovation. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I told you, like, I'd never want to be a Cinderella. I want to be a stepsister or evil stepmother because those are the parts that are just so much more fun. Absolutely. You get so much more creative freedom with. And it's the same with voiceovers. Like when I send in auditions, I never really get cast as the ingenue character. I'm always like the the wacky characters around the leads. And that's okay too. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. I think that that's if people haven't figured out yet. I mean, I understand like it's confusing, too, because, um, you know, we're sort of much, much, much less so now. But, you know, the further back you go, mm -hmm. it seems the more conditioned socially uh, young women were to feel like they if they wanted to be the center of attention or if they wanted to be the star of a play or whatever, you that necessarily, you, yeah. The, you audition for And by the Sandy way, the Greece. lead is often, dude, yeah, exactly. look at me. Do you think I got to play Rizzo? No. Like, <laughs> I didn't get to play Rizzo. I played Sandy. And yeah. I, it was, and it was so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, that's a gross, like, poor me thing to say. <laughs> but for anybody who's experienced, like, I get the it. opposite, I get it, which is like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't audition for The Best Friend because we have such socially constructed ideas of what the quote-unquote lead looks like and what the quote-unquote funny friend looks like right that you were like like you don't there there's we're just pigeonholing everyone um when are I, there social benefits to being the cute one or whatever right. uh for sure that are totally gross and a lot of the time they you know they end up shaping you into something you should you, you shouldn't be or they end up making you feel like that's what matters about right. you and stuff like that i can't really speak for myself because i've always been a total dork so i've always <laughs> every time i every time i get close to getting the like like hot like cool lead people are like oh i'm sorry you're an idiot uh we're oh, gonna need to go, ahead and go a different you're, direction we're gonna have to recast you in something a little bit less that's right Less uh, cool. That's right. Uh, no, and no. also, you get very used to playing the mom and everything when you're tall as a young person. So uh, I would have played the. I probably would have gotten cast as the evil stepmother because I looked. T- I would be t- you know tall. noticeably taller than and everybody you're, else. And you're a character actor. That's what you do. I mean, th- that's the biggest compliment you could give me, Bonnie. T- quite honestly, I believe it. I believe it. I um, love it. I was also a speech kid. You know, like the speech and debate. Yeah. Uh, stuff in high school. I was a speechy. And my my domain, what I should say, like what I what I dominated in was humorous interpretation, which was very male dominated. It was like almost every finals round, every finals round of every tournament. It was me and a bunch of guys most of the time. Wow. But I will say this, like I kicked major booty. Um, I was like first in the state years in a row, like. Um, oh, went to nationals. That. I was, you know, duo, duet, oral and terp, humorous and terp. But humorous was my favorite. And I think what gave me an edge over a lot of the other performers was, you know, a lot of the girls who competed in humorous was always doing like the pretty, 
voices and like the cute right. the cute ones and i would go something completely crazy like doing something like alice in wonderland and you have to cut it down to about i think 10 to 11 minutes yeah and my coach was like well how many characters do you want to keep in it and i would go i went all of them They're like bonnie you can't do alice you can't do a 10 minute piece with all the characters. And I was like, well, I'm going to try. And I, I cut it down it. and I kept 16 characters. That's in it. extremely 10 impressive. Minutes. And I would just pop into like, I'm late. I'm late. Like, oh, Carissa and Carissa. And it was like, you know, um, you know, uh, twinkle, twinkle, little bat. How I wonder where. I like played all the oh, different characters. Great. And how fun for the audience. I mean, how fun. Alice in Wonderland is not funny, though. It's not. Yeah. And it's actually very like. What's the word I'm looking for? A- a- accelerated language mm. and yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like almost every ballot I got back was like, "This piece is not funny. Get another piece, first place." You know, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> until they start knocking me down for not being funny, that sucks." That's like getting an Onion uh, yeah. review. That's like that's like getting a AV Club review. That's like. Uh, here are no. all the things wrong with this, and I give it an A. Right. <laughs> like, well, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> it was my it was my voices and like the way I would like make my body, you yeah, know, warp into all these different characters that uh, gave me that edge because I was so good at at doing little characters. And I mean, voices. I didn't even know that was something that you could do mm-hmm. in speech. You would pop into all the different. I, characters. I didn't even know you could. I didn't know there was that much acting yeah. and theater that could be kind of shoehorned into speech Man, stuff. Speech I didn't was have my, any sense speech of was speech my jam. And, and it was all. all, I did not do debate. Yeah. I know I would be, I, I think I would have been good at it, but it did not interest me at all. I was like, I can't do funny voices. I can't like, <laughs> I can't pop around and like, walk, like jump around like a crazy yeah. character. I don't want to do debate. Like, yeah. Unless I'm going in going, you can't handle the truth. I don't <laughs> want to do right. it. Yeah. Your honors, I declare. Yeah, uh... I do declare. I object, your honor. And they're like, Bonnie, this is not a courtroom. <laughs> but I still object. Oh, uh, sustained. Yeah. Sustained. So, yeah. with But with musicals, it, like you were saying, I got cast as like the crazy, wacky, fun roles. But also my voice is very low. I have a very loud belt. So I would always get like the brassy, loud. Yeah characters um well all of that stuff tracks with i mean first of all uh having red hair but also absolutely the lucio balls and the carol burnett's Mm -hmm. um you know those types of women who are just out there the may not conforming the may wests that are just out there not not conforming to that sort of idea of femininity yet also being capable of being very sensual and very sweet and very you know all of these things like I've said this before on the podcast, and and to my friends who do not care about this, uh, I really apologize to you, but I could go, I could talk for an hour and a half about Carol Burnett's performance in the movie Annie. Me she is too. So it is an Academy Award winning performance. She's it is brilliant, off the charts. Mm-hmm. It is so good, and the like. That's really where you see comedic genius is when you're like, and Jim Carrey has it a little bit, but he's he he. He got to access that more as his career advanced, right. and he was able to be more nuanced. When he in went the beginning, to, when I, was, he, yeah. it was very caricature in the in beginning. In the beginning, yeah. I just dismissed him out of hand. It was like, that was the age I was in my life when he really popped. I was like, I'm sorry, I like the kids in the hall in Mr. Show. Like, I was very, like, yeah. alt-comedy snob, and I, I liked, had no time for Jim Carrey. And I was then a later Big Train on, fan. Do you know okay. Big Train? The it's it's a BBC. It's a British. It was what Simon Pegg got started on. Yes, Simon, yes, yes, indeed. And Nick Frost, I think, right? Yes. Well, he would yeah. he would guest on a few times. Okay, and I there think, we go. I think even um, was it Catherine Tate also guested on it a few times. Yes, but indeed. Yeah. That show, that sketch comedy show, 
It's so niche too. Like it's like such a weird brand of comedy, but that's what I I love. I love the uh, cleverness of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, but you got. But it sounds to me like you got Jim Carrey's genius and appeal, like maybe before I did. Because here's I the was thing, though. Very dismissive of him for so long, and now I'm like, oh, that was like go, he's quite wonderful. Go back and watch his old old stuff, and I'm talking like yeah. the Once Bitten. Have you seen Once oh, Bitten? Oh, I love Once Bitten. Oh, no. So, and, and I do love Once Bitten. are easy. You're right. No. I, Once Bitten, I didn't even think of him as being Jim Carrey, Jim right. Carrey. I just right. thought of him as being the star of that movie. And I loved all vampire movies. So he was my first sure, celebrity crush. And yeah. Because of That's those That's a very movies. sexy movie, too. That's yes. a very, like, oh, I shouldn't... Sh- am I allowed to be watching this right now? No. Like, very, very fun. I've never heard anyone bring up Once Bitten. So I, once again, mm-hmm. now we have that, even that in common. But then I think hilarious. you got... He got pigeonholed into the caricature um, yes. work with the rubber Ace face, like his Rip. physical comedy. Well, rubber face. Did you see Rubber it, Face, but... the movie Rubber Face? No. This is I that think, really a thing? So that was his first movie ever. No, you're lying to me right yeah, now. Yes. I feel like you're bullshitting Mm-mm. me. Okay. And it's actually really good. It's very hard to find. I think I have it on VHS because I'm that person. And oh my God, I'm it's, in shock right now. It's that about rubber a, face is a thing he actually did. It's a guy, it, or it could be Rubberneck. It's one of those two. Okay. But I think Rubber Face, but um. It's a movie. He's a and it's young. They're like in high school, and there's like a he's a stand up comic, but he's not that good. And then there's this girl who is is just like average looking, but of course she's like the fat one and the fun. You know, like she's like sure. it's like what we're talking about the stereotype of like she's yes, not the indeed. cool kid, but she's yeah. really funny and she helps him with his act and like helps write the jokes and do all these other things, and then he delivers them. And then I think there's like this big thing where at the end, like he can't speak like he lost his voice and so she mm. has to go up and do the act and ki- uh-huh. and she kills it and uh-huh. then of course you find out that he was faking the whole time because he wanted her to get up there and actually Aww. shine it's I'm, i just so ruined cute. the ending but i don't Worth remember it. much of this movie yeah but i do remember how how good it made me feel that that was like you know they, yes. they were such and it, it showed a very nice platonic friendship of a guy and a girl without any like you yeah. know we're going to sleep together later after you make me that? laugh. Yeah, right. it's just really nice. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. I've, I've, no, no, no. Listen, I was going to say I've derailed, but this was never, this was never on a track. This There's is like a no three topic. hour podcast, um, right? It we're could good? easily, easily be. Cool. I am periodically checking on the time. So I'm going to try to keep it together for both of us, no, uh, especially because no. I have to go to physical therapy. So um, oh, like well, at okay. a certain point, it will have to end. Also, I'm wearing a shirt that I did not realize like camouflaged in with the weird uh, tapestry I have behind me. And you do. You do look like a I'm surprised head. you can even still see that I'm here. I, Maybe you thought I left the room, but uh, deeply like, camouflaged. Your voice. I'm just looking like, where's her voice coming from? Janet? Damn it, Janet. (laughs) So did you have, as you were kind of falling in love with all this stuff and excelling at it as a teenager, but yet also being in Louisiana? Now, you did say that you won some kind of more, like you went wider with some of the competitions. So you were getting probably to travel a little bit with Mm -hmm. like state competitions and stuff and national or whatever. How realistic did you think it was that you could end up with a career doing this? I had such big dreams and didn't really realize how ridiculous my dreams were. When I was, I think, four or five years old, and this is, again, when I was like the weird, awkward kid, like cross-eyed, my legs were crossed. You know, I I went to a doctor who was checking on my legs. You know, they were like, oh, we might have to break our hips, you know, to straighten our legs out, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And he was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I looked him in the eye and went, a movie star. And he went. And my mom was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then at nine oh. years old, I saw Phantom of the Opera for the first time. 
And that kind of changed my life and kind of changed the trajectory. And I went, I know what I want to do. I want to be a prima ballerina. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That was never going to happen either. But um, no, I just, I knew from the get go that it was what I wanted to do. And I just didn't falter. And even, you know, every setback I've had, I've just kind of like picked myself up and kept going. Hurricane Katrina was a big wake up call for me. So oh, I was wow. going to college and Katrina happened and the state was pretty much devastated from yes, indeed. that. Yeah, of course. And I, it was kind of my, it was like a cue for me to go, you know what? Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to leave, if I'm going to like, cause my, I think my life could have gone in two different paths. I could have stayed in Louisiana, kept doing community theater, kept, you know, maybe taught kids you know, children's theater, found a nice guy, settled down, house with a white picket fence. Instead, I was like, I'm going to be a nomad and travel <laughs> all over and yeah. not find a home until later. And I think that was the right path for me. But I, I left Louisiana, worked worked for Disney World in Orlando for a year. And then, a lot of great people passed through the doors of either Disneyland or you know, Disney World. That's for sure. I'm just You'll saying, really you that. know. You can say what you what you want about the mouse, but I do have fond memories of working there, and it did give me that little bit of extra confidence I needed mm-hmm. to p- be performing outside of, you know, it kind of, it was like a you know I was kind of a big fish in a little pond, mm-hmm. and then got thrown into a way more talent pool where I had to, you know, where there was a lot more rejection, and I had to realize okay, you know. And it was a lot of physical rejection. Like your nose is too big. Your 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 shoulders are too wide. You're this. You're that. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I got cast on a show outside of Disney called Tony and Tina's Wedding, which is like a oh sure yeah, yeah comedy very improv famous. show. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. show, dinner theater show. And then uh, they transferred me from the Orlando cast to the Vegas cast. And so deal. I just packed up my car, moved to Vegas because I'm. I call me adventurous, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> didn't have a place to live. Didn't know anybody. Just like up and moved to Vegas at 21 years old. Uh, worked in Vegas, did shows in Vegas, sang with a few bands. And that's when I really was like, okay, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing for a living. Okay. And then how long did you stay in Vegas before you Not nomaded too long. elsewhere? I was yeah. there uh, 2007, 2008. Worked okay. the Star Trek experience. I was one of the actors in that. And then then that's when I, I, I came to L.A. for a weekend just to like see what it was like, you know, cause I'm like, I'm so close. Let me just go to LA and see. Sure. And I walked into an audition of second city for the conservatory. I was just like, let me give this a try. Cause I loved improv and I loved, you know, sketch and everything. I'm like, I'm going to audition for second city. I'm right here. It's, it's right down on Hollywood. Boulevard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I think I just walked in. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I, I can't remember. We'll, we'll say it's I just a better story. In. If you just walked in, I, 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 I just that. walked in with my suitcase and my little hat and went, let me audition for the conservatory. And I and I got in. They just they skipped me through the intro classes and put me straight through the through the conservatory. So that's when I moved to L.A. That's a, a another really big deal. That's so yeah. cool. And so you have had now you've had the experience that other people like roll their eyes at and are like, ugh, you're the person that it really just happened for. Like but you not didn't, really. No, yeah. I, I mean, I worked my butt off and I still am. You know, everyone thinks with L.A., you know, if you get like a, you know, a big role in a show or, yeah. you know, you know, I'm very lucky right now to be in the new Star Trek Prodigy show. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. you must be you know doing so well doing so that everyone doesn't realize the hustle you have to do in L.A. Sure. where, I mean, you're constantly auditioning. You're constantly working. I mean, I have four jobs, you yeah. know, of where. 
You know, when people are like, when's your next day off? I say like Christmas Day. And even yes. then, even then yeah. I might be working, you know? Yeah. No, uh, I totally get yeah. it. I mean, I, could, I couldn't get it any deeper than I do get it. Um, no, it's very true. It's very true. And uh, and that's not it wasn't it's I, I I'm more relieved to hear that it wasn't like you just showed up at uh, Second City and then you never, ever had to go with me. But like also I know I knew as I was saying it that first of all, I wasn't serious. But second right. of all, I didn't it, anybody who's been here long enough uh, knows exactly what you said so articulately, which is, right. you know, there just isn't. Uh, absolutely somebody can just sort of fall into being on a tv show and their experience of hollywood can be wildly different from somebody who moves right after high school and like buses tables for 10 years and then gets a job or whatever it can look different but um it's it's kind of incredible how i feel like this business for better and for worse will still stick it to you like it'll still find ways to get in all the cracks even if you are like i don't know i just keep getting jobs like it will still get in there it can still warp you and you this is have to still be you have to still be on on point with like yourself as a good human being um yeah this is all kinds of ways the city of imposter syndrome and it's the city absolutely you know and i see a lot of my friends you know who have been hugely successful but have still stayed humble and and a good person and then i've seen the opposite of people that i've known that have gone off to huge successes and then have just written off anyone under them because oh you're not famous enough to hang out with me anymore but then but then fame lasts is so short-lived to where then you know they fall back down in the ranks and then they realize they let go of all their true friends i've seen it happen and i always say you know never forget who you are never forget your roots Never, never not be kind. You know, this industry is so mean and so competitive that I feel like just being kind to others makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And, uh, and the imposter syndrome is so real that a lot of people are always like, oh, you're so confident, you know, know, body positivity and this and that. And I'm just like, it is such an optical illusion, but man, the whole fake it till (laughs) you make it. Same thing with imposter syndrome. Sure. I want to show you know, that side of myself that I am a confident person and I do believe in myself. But I mean, there are times when I just look in the mirror and go, what am I doing here? Why? Sure. I could just move back home and life would be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But it's, it's I think it's great to share both of those things because, yeah. you know, there's 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 a for me, there's little more motivating than like wanting to other people to feel like they're okay or to feel like I mean I don't mean that in a people pleasing way although that is a problem for me but like Same. if somebody I mean if somebody are we, are we like mirror universe I mean like, we like may be we, like I think we very ones. very well maybe yeah. but you know but but nothing feels better than someone saying like you know Bonnie you made me feel better about my own insecurities because you know I'm insecure about something that is other people are like that's dumb why be insecure about it? and then right. I saw you and you're you're being so successful at being this kind of person or looking this way or whatever mm-hmm. um and it gave me the courage to dot 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 like that is a very wonderful drug and that is a very wonderful feeling and so that is a huge motivator and and so the humility of both saying like yes i am doing it and yes i am celebrating my successes but i also have all of these doubts that i still combat that's mm-hmm. the perfect recipe really for someone because right. no one wants the role model who's like well i guess they're just perfect like no mm-hmm. one can you know you can't Hold on to that as an example, the way you can, like this person overcame this or this person is still walking through life, holding on to this thing or, you know, right. that it's this constant 
journey and that it's not, you know, that it isn't like, oh, this I, I flipped the switch and now I'm this um, for better or for worse. That's just not how being a human being works. And the more we can share our struggles with people while also celebrating our successes in i.e. don't downplay the things that you're great at and don't downplay the stuff that you're proud of right. because you know then then you're then you're denying yourself and other people the rewards also you know exactly. what i mean exactly exactly yeah and it's also you know i always tell people who want to move out here and and you know oh i want to move to hollywood and you know become an actor or do voiceover and this and that i always the best advice i can give people is don't move out here or don't like get into this industry to find your big break don't don't and don't do it for the fame don't do it for the fortune because yeah. I guarantee you, you're not going to find it. And I mean, yeah. if you do, kudos to you. Because I mean, right? Wow. But do it because you love it's it. It's pretty safe to say that's yeah. going to yeah. be an yeah. outlier situation. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, look, yeah. you know, not all of us are Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure he would be like, uh, you know, I had to do this, this. And I know this exactly. Well, it's true. I've 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 heard his story too. Like, you know, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. It's the same old tale as old of ta- tale as yeah. old as time. No, for but. Sure. I, I keep I tell people like get into this industry because you love it and it fulfills you in some way because I'm okay with not ever having the fame or fortune. I'm okay with right. that. I mean my But that stuff comes with its yeah. own like yikes moments as well. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, really am I gonna be able to eat you. this week? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I mean my my ultimate goal would be just to make a comfortable living doing what I love. And I think that's 100%. what everyone wants in life. And And by the way, that's the other thing is like the vast majority of people mm -hmm. who are in this business are working. They are. It's like the equivalent of blue collar in many ways. Like, you're making not very much money. You're working very hard and you're just trying to you're just you're just trying to do what you love for a living. And that is that is the the middle class of Hollywood is massive. Right. And the upper class of Hollywood is teeny weeny. Exactly. I mean, I you know? I property manage three buildings in North Hollywood just so I can survive out here, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that job is not fulfilling for me <laughs> at all. But it also but it allows yeah. me to live in L.A. on an entertainer's salary. And, yep, yep. you know, but there's sometimes when I'm in the middle of a podcast like right now and I look and see that a toilet has exploded or, oh you know, God. Uh, you know, God bless. Yeah. And that's what I deal with day to day. But I have to just put on the smile and, you know, be in the booth in the studio and be like, nope, everything's fine and take care yeah. of it after. And girl, yeah. I feel you. Did I your toilet ya. just explode? I guess. I have, uh, I have gonna, a guy. And, and I, we, I have a guy. In full disclosure, I do live in one of Bonnie's buildings that she manages. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to come over, drop everything, and handle this right now. You laugh, <laughs> but I'm really, whenever I have a vacancy, <sighs> I put it out into my friend. I have so many of my, like, friends and creative colleagues. Oh, well, that makes it very fun. Live of course, in my you buildings. see, you turned it into something really positive. Of so it becomes did. kind of like no a creative surprise. commune. I love it. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, News Overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, 
Two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So I play a mash game at the end of the podcast, okay. which still takes a little bit of time. So that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm here all if day. If you're comfortable with it, I'm very happy to jump in because I don't okay. want to forget this category, which is Uh-oh. it's not so much. I, I want you to let go of the idea that you're property managing the building itself and that you're like cleaning oh people's toilets. That's not what this oh, is. Oh, I don't do that. No, but this is you do like own a building where you can populate the apartments with the people that you want to live there from any place in time. So give me three tenants or three people who live in the building who uh, you were like, oh, my God, I would love to have like I love to imagine Carol Burnett living next door to Lucille Ball. Well, I will next take door to I will take Carol Burnett in a okay, second. So let's pop yes. her in there. Oh, Carol and I, we're going to have lunch every every right Thursday. Great. OK, okay. give me two more. Uh, Mozart. Great. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a wild wild building. Okay. Great, great, great! I love okay. it. I love it. Okay. Oh, the pressure's on. I know. I'm sorry. This is the no, extemporaneous no, no. part that uh, also is very pressureful. Oh, I'm like looking around my room looking that's, for hints, and that's a very normal response. Very mm-hmm. normal response. Jim Henson. Great. Ugh, I want to move into this building. Now that being said, I just realized that you only get. Uh, one of these people out of the three. What? So what? Let me. I know. Well, that's Mash. Have you ever played Mash? Mansion, apartment, shack, oh, house. Right. You're gonna get one from each category. Oh, I remember this game. I was just like, so, oh god, yeah. are we playing Suicide is Painless? Because yeah, no, this is uh, <laughs> okay. this and and it, it, I, I remember. At least I, remember I don't this. play it in the way where I'm like, and now you have to give me one answer of something you hate. Not, mm-hmm. I will not do that. That being said, I'm gonna use up the next category for okay. more people who live in this apartment building because I'm really excited about this idea. <laughs> okay. Oh my. All right. Who else? Who else am I gonna get? Oh. This is great. This is really good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Andre the Giant. Oh, wonderful. Princess Bride is my favorite movie of all time. So, oh, it's so good. And he I think he and I could be drinking buddies. <laughs> Love it. Two but, more. Okay. Oh my god, you're killing I'm me. I'm so sorry. I know I really oh, it's am all doing good. it too. Okay. But I, I the problem is you're giving such good answers. Now I want to hear more of those answers. Okay. Okay. Freddie Mercury. Great. We're gonna do karaoke nights with Mozart. Beautiful. Uh, and let me think. I'm trying not to like be too obvious with you know like all Star Trek actors and you know. Well, I appreciate that, but also this is your game, so you can populate it however you no, want. No, I, I understand, but um... <laughs> this is our first fight. Yeah, like look, look, I understand, <laughs> Janet, but I'm just trying to. <laughs> I wanna, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. Let's bring her in this. Mae West. Let's go. Oh, great. She's great, one of my great. idols. Okay. Next category. Three <clears throat> foods that in this reality, perhaps it's something that you had once far away and you've never been able to get that. You're like, oh, I wish I could eat that every day. Uh, it could be oh, used geez. for that reason. Okay. This category can also be used for like, Favorite food I would or? eat, you know, I wish I could eat uh, uh, like uh, five watermelon in a row and not feel sick afterwards because I okay. love watermelon. We're going to okay. remove all negative ramifications okay. from everything. Uh, Just like favorite everything. things to eat. Yeah. Okay. Exactly great, right. Great. Cool, that you're going to cool, cool. have when you snap your fingers in perpetuity. It's not the only thing you eat, but you can have it whenever you want. Uh, Korean barbecue. Great. Uh, beef, beef bulgogi, to be exact. Um, great, great, great. Could eat that all the time. Love it. Uh, chocolate covered gummy bears. Great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. 
And, oh dear, oh bother. Oh bother. Oh bother. <laughs> um, my grandmother's grilled cheese. Grandma's grilled cheese. Nana, Nana's, Nana's grilled cheeses. Great, great, great. Okay. Uh, three books that you can jump into and you're not reliving the plot. They're just like, it's just a portal into those worlds where you get to hang out with those characters whenever you're you want. You're killing me. Yeah. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. I mean, here's the thing. You know, as much as I want to go jump into The Hobbit, like, that's a that's a lot of war happening. You know, like, you think of all the books that you love and it's like, you know what? But if I can just say, like, The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, yeah, I'm, just the I'm just oh, hanging yeah. out. I'm just hanging in yeah. the Shire. Yeah. I am Bonnie Baggins. Oh, I'm definitely right. going to the Shire. Um, right. going to oh man, can I go? I want to go to Neverland. Sure. Can I combine the answer and be just all the land Neverland and Wonderland together? So it's no one, way, one no. Answer? That is a hundred percent. You, I mean, listen, I appreciate you trying, but I, that is cheating all day long. I mean, like Alice in Neverland. Okay, no. All right. Um, <laughs> as much as I am uh, against. The beliefs of J.K. Rowling, and mm-hmm. yeah. she's, I I don't agree with her, and she's ruined a lot of the fandom for me, but I, I think lo- she's going to, I uh, first of all, I don't, I'm not making any excuses for her yeah. in any way, shape, or form, but I am, I will not be surprised in the least if that person has a real come to Jesus, and I'm using that as an, a, I really a, a non-religious so. person, but I just feel like there will come a time I where really hope so. that person is going to go Oh, okay. You know, I've been in a like part of my mind is broken a, for yeah, very specific reasons. For very yeah. specific reasons that ha- may have to do with their own trauma. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Again, agree. not yeah. get, not saying it makes anything okay, mm-hmm. but for and 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 I'm not saying people don't have to be responsible for their actions, thoughts, and deeds, especially if they have a public persona that is ostensibly supposed to help support people, especially right. underdogs. Uh, all that being said, I just wouldn't be surprised if that person had some awakenings over time. I, I, I really hope so. No, no, no. I hope, I hope it happens. I really, really hope so. Um, just because I feel like the world that she created helped so many people through their own trauma. And, and, their own and no one things. can take that away. Exactly. No one can take that away. And and I feel like if she just realized how much bigger the world is and how some things that yeah. you believe is, you know, is... It's okay to be wrong, and it's okay to yeah. ask for forgiveness, and I hope that one yeah. day she does. So with that being yep. said, uh, great. I would like to go to Hogwarts. Great. This Hufflepuff wants to be by the kitchens and <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> hanging out. With the, love it. Love it, love it. the house elves. Yep. Going on strike. We're going to form a union. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love everything about it. All right, we got uh, some Shire. We got some Hogwarts. What's your third one? Oh. Oh. Neverland. I, I was gonna try and think of some sci-fi land, but really, I'm just like, oh man, it's just all it's all fantasy for now. It's yeah. great. Okay, uh, as a and now I'm gonna pin you down on it, so you don't have to feel like it's predictable because okay. I'm doing the work for you. Oh. I'm going to give you the opportunity to have your character interact with three potential, potentially interact with three characters from any part of the Star Trek universe. <gasps> um, so three is characters like, from the Star Trek universe like that your character fiction? from Prodigy gets to hang well, with. Yeah, it is. I am the voice of the computer, is. so I technically get to hang out with everyone and interact I mean, with everyone. Listen, if you want to blow this category by saying that, no, I no, no, guess I'm gonna. To... <laughs> I'll, let me, let me go. Well, Data is Brent Spiner's always one of my favorite. Data is always my favorite. Um, love, love, love. I will say uh, Janeway because 
Not only do I get to share scenes with her, but she's my favorite captain. So I love, love her. Love it. Love. And let's go with, let's go with, oh man. You know, let's go with the OG Spock. Let's go Spock. Love and I also agree. love, I also love the doctor from Voyager, but we'll, you know, we'll just. Oh yeah. Okay. Up no, but this is but... great. This is great. Okay. Uh, next one. Let's do three. Let's do some romance. Let's do, and a romance can mean whatever it means to you. Uh, it could be about like an intellectual romance. It could be about sexual romance. It okay. could be about romance, but no sex. Whatever you want it to be. Understood. Three characters, real people, fictional, any age, any era. Um, three characters that you would love to have sort of this alternate reality Wesley. romance with. I'm going to throw it out there right now. As you wish all day, darling. Wonderful. Um, well, I'm going to say Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, let's gosh. get him in there. Man, uh, I don't want to say Jareth from Labyrinth because he was very toxic. Uh, let's go. Yeah. But but again, David Bowie. He, he was one of the people very I wanted. Very androgynous, very, very I dynamic. I definitely yeah. wanted him in my building, David Bowie, but... Yeah. I had to, you know, I had to go with Mae West. Um, Appreciate. Okay. Let's go with Doctor Who. Great. Great, All very intelligent, sweet. Yeah. Problem solving men. Absolutely. Who will come to my rescue. I love it. Okay. uh, Next category. Let's do um, three places in our world that you would love to have a second home. And we're going to pretend that we can sort of TARDIS or teleport you there. It's fine. I know exactly. uh, Scotland will be my number one choice. Great. Going back to my roots. Uh, let's see. I love Scotland. Oh, man. Um, can I, like, have a house right in the middle of Stonehenge? I feel like that oh, would be Oh, sure, cool. sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take uh, I'll take Dublin, Ireland. Great. Basically, all the places I know that I can pretend to be a local. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. And and listen, these are I, I I would love to live in any of those places. Right. Maybe not in the middle of Stonehenge, but I but I appreciate. Uh, yeah. Uh, that well, well. Um, I love it. OK. Uh, final Ooh, category. You know what? Take away Stonehenge Ooh. and put New York. Okay. I want to okay. that way I could go and, and like whenever I wanted to see Broadway. Also true. Also and true. also, okay. you know, when they need me for a starring role to tap you. Yeah. Oh, next... I'm sorry. The final category, three characters that you would love to play on stage, regardless of race, gender, size, uh, age, anything. Three characters you get to play oh. uh, on stage. Oh, uh, number one, Lady of the Lake from Spamalot. That role, Great. I feel, was made for me. Wonderful. Love that role. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to play her already. Miss Hannigan, I was I played it in a yeah, in a right. small theater, but I would love to to do oh, her you again. Would kill it. You oh, would kill it. I, and I took a lot of Carol Burnett's influence, of course. Oh, love it. Uh, and I feel like oh, there's so many good shows out there. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Les Mis, uh, but the Madam. I've played right. Eponine before. Again, you know, it's great playing the little ingenue, but I love yeah. playing the characters. Great. She's not a big role, great. but Master of the House. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Uh, All right. The final thing I need you to do for me is um, maybe just give me a word to describe how... Give me a word that helps... No, take it back. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Lovett. Okay. That's a dream roll. Sorry. Take off. Take off Lee Miz. Mrs. Lovett. I'm so sorry. No, it's totally fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mrs. Lovett. Now continue. Yes. Okay. Give me a word that helps describe, again, that f- a feeling of, like, getting out of that, like, solving a puzzle in the escape room or getting get finishing the escape room. Mm, accomplished. 
great. Okay. Um, I don't know why I asked you to do that because it's a lot of letters that I have to turn into a number. But um, mm. oh. one hand. <laughs> Okay. While I do this, which is to uh, let you know which in each of these categories you will end up with for your 100% guaranteed alternate future. universe mash. Oh, perfect. Life, future. Um, will you please uh, tell people where they can find you, what they should be watching or listening to or both, uh, all the ways in which they can enjoy more of the absolutely delightful Bonnie Gordon? I will do this. Hello, everyone. My name is Bonnie Gordon. You can find me all over the interwebs at... Bonnie Bell G. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I don't really do those, but I'm working on it. And uh, YouTube. Uh, you can also catch out my comedy parody band, The Library Bards, at Library Bards everywhere. I love this. Uh, you can hear me on Star Trek Prodigy, the new Star Trek show uh, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It's lovely. You don't have to know anything about Star Trek to enjoy it. So please go watch it. It's so much fun. The animation is beautiful and the story is has so much heart. And I am currently in the process of releasing my own solo album. The Kickstarter is up right now. If you go to my social media, you'll find it. The title of the album is Con Artist. The whole idea of the album is jazzy with a touch of nerdy. Love it. So it is a solo jazz album with some nerdy covers as well as a lot of original music ranging from songs about Comic-Cons to ADHD to any other nerdy things that I want to sing about. So please, please, please check it out. It's uh, really exciting. I'm trying to get to my last stretch goal, which will be a music video. We are currently almost to a bonus track on the album, which will be a duet with the legendary Grey Griffin. So please, oh, please, please. Griffin. Yes. We, we're hoping to do a duet. Um, that. Oh, man. It's going to be hysterical, too. I'm, I'm writing the song right now, and it's going to be a homage to Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, wonderful. That so, is so well if I can get it anyone's written. investment. <laughs> yeah. We got to make this happen, everybody. We yeah. got to make this happen. Okay, here we go. All right, wait. Here we go. Give me my future. Oof, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yet I also loved all of your choices so much that I do feel a little sad that you couldn't have every single one. Um the first thing I'll say is, you know, look, you do have this building. You are going to populate it with all of these wonderful, wonderful people, mm-hmm. one of these one of these wonderful geniuses who get a chance to sort of coexist side by side in this building as tenants, as neighbors, as friends. I'm going to go ahead and say I believe all of these people will, will move in. These are just the for first sure. two tenants. Great. Just wonderful. the first two tenants. Everyone else seemed to follow. But for your first two tenants, you are going to have Mae West. Yes. And Jim Henson. Which is an amazing combination. My goodness. And it's very wonderful. Oh. I'm very, very glad. My little heart is so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Come up and see me sometime. (laughs) It's really something. Kermit the Frog. I was going to say, like, I wish I could do better uh, impressions. (laughs) Oh, Kermit, please. My car's name is Kermit. Piggy is a little little, more doable. I have a little um, lime green Chevy Spark, and his name is Kermit. No, it's Kermit. Mm -hmm. Piggy. Uh, okay, so fantastic building okay. happening there. You yes. also have a house mm. in Neverland where you can just go whenever you want. Of course I do. And I'm going to go ahead and assign you a house in New York City as well. Perfect. Not even an apartment, but a house. That's like a... You know like what? I'll a, take like a, a condo. Brick. We'll meet yeah. in the middle. And, and we're going to go see some Broadway together. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I can't I can't uh, go with you to see 
you as Mrs. Lovett. Yes! But I guess you're probably pretty glad that you backed out uh, at the last minute of Les Mis and assigned yourself that because that is what you ended up with. So well done, you. Look, I'm not um, a good cook, but I'm sure I can figure out some meat pie recipes and... It's great. Yeah. It's great. I will say that um, there is sort of a parallel between what your character on Prodigy, who they interact with, uh, and who uh, you have this relationship with in real life, um, which is that your character has this sort of prolonged interaction uh, arc plot with Spock, and then in real life you have uh, none other than Mr. Sherlock Holmes. So oh I'm God. really enjoying that parallel right there. I, I think feel it's quite like wonderful. My future is so rich and yeah. lovely. As rich as your grandma's grilled cheese sandwiches that you can have whenever you want at the snap of your fingers. Oh, perfect. If every time yeah. I need a little bit of nostalgia, just Thanks for teeing that up for me. I really appreciate mm. it cuz that was the last category and it became a whole beautiful story. Bonnie, that was what amazing. a pleasure. Janet, you, I, I, you. I I mean I have to get up and leave for uh physical therapy right now as actually, it's at one o'clock i actually I have a recording camera. session and you at have one o'clock, a recording so. session at one so yeah. we'll be on our ways but this was such a pleasure and a joy i wonderful. cannot thank you enough Visit. um everybody please check out all of bonnie's wonderful projects uh she has shown you not just that she is charming and wonderful but also a very hard worker and extremely talented thank so you. please support her and uh i myself janet varney jv will talk to you all next week on the podcast The show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.